Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, second day of July in the year of our Lord, 2021. And on this report, I will be talking about the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces, who at least once recently relayed vital information about the American economy to a group of reporters by leaning over the podium and whispering, or at least pretending to whisper to them. This is also the 4th of July weekend, so we'll be talking a little bit about independence and what that concept means to Joe Biden and to the Democrat Party. Here in the Castle family, we're all looking forward to three days off work to celebrate the 4th of July this Sunday. We will take Monday off from our law practice as part of the holiday. Independence Day has its patriotic meaning that we are all familiar with. We celebrate that, of course, but we celebrate in special ways for this midsummer holiday. The Castle family normally celebrates by having hot dogs for what is usually the first and only time of the year. I'm not sure what the family daughter will be doing out in the City of Angels, but I'm sure she'll tell me about it pretty soon. The President, the President of the United States, that is, who is also Constitutionally, the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces recently held an informal question-and-answer session with a group of reporters who had been pre-selected from the White House Press Corps. The questions he was to respond to were, of course, also pre-selected, as were his notes for the answers, but something unusual happened at that meeting. He accidentally, negligently, intentionally, or through mental decline, told the truth about a vitally important subject when the conference was almost over. One of the reporters went off script and asked him for a response to the issue of millions of jobs available but workers. Refusing to fill them, President Biden leaned way over the podium toward the reporter and replied in a very creepy whisper, it's because I gave them $1.9 trillion. Now there the president admitted he was paying people not to work. But then it got worse, continuing his whisper. He told the reporters that he gave them the money so employers would have to pay more for labor. I want to reserve comment on the whisper. No, I'm not going to do that, folks. I'll, on second thought, I'll go ahead and address it. The whole thing was indeed very creepy and appeared to be the result of cognitive deficit to the point that he was unable to control himself. The whisperer has gotten a lot of airtime. On Russian TV, I'm certain the Kremlin was amused by it. I wonder what Mr. Putin and Mr. Z think about the video of the president doing such a weird thing. I have a pretty good idea, though. The whisper did more than call attention to his remarks, but because of the whisper, no one pays any attention to the merits of what he actually said. Now let's address that. What did he actually say? What did he whisper? Rather than the whisper itself, he said, I gave them $1.59 trillion, and money is continuing to be sent. That's not insignificant. That was his actual quote. He made it sound as if he was using his own money. I gave them $1.9 trillion, he said, but instead he was using your money and mine. That's a slight exaggeration, of course, because he was only adding to the debt, but the debt service must be paid by those who pay taxes. The concept of using taxpayer money to drive up the cost of labor, thus bankrupting thousands of small businesses, is a perverse one. It's nonsense, but I wonder if others understand what he's doing. 
Was anybody besides me listening to his words, or were you too creeped out by his whisper? It's hard to exaggerate the importance of his words to the U.S. economy right now. First, there are millions of jobs out there available, but no workers to fill them, yet millions are receiving unemployment compensation. This week, the jobs report reflected 3.5 million people on unemployment, despite millions of jobs available. We used to deny unemployment compensation when there were jobs being offered to out-of-work people, but I guess that's just not the Biden way. If you raise the question of whether he was right about raising the cost of labor, whether that's actually a good thing, then yes, he certainly has done that. Even McDonald's in Memphis is advertising $15 per hour plus a bonus to people who will take the job. Restaurants can't open because they have no workers. What about jobs with no benefits? Would it not be better to just stay home and let the president feed you? Maybe his plan will work. The problem with that is that even top-notch companies like FedEx, by far the most sought-after job in my city of Memphis, is advertising for people. Good pay, great benefits, paid time off, free medical insurance, profit sharing, retirement, but no takers. The outdoors company, Bass Pro Shop, also running similar ads to FedEx, but no takers. I thank God that the people who work in my law firm have stayed with me through all of this. So not enough workers, but what are some other effects of this, the whisperer's plan? Massive inflation, which hurts everyone and is rightfully seen as extremely dangerous on the verge of spinning out of control inflation. And the cost of labor is only one aspect of it. Everything the consumer needs is rising in cost including the most important items like food and fuel. Just take a visit to any supermarket or any gas station. If you don't believe me, you'll see the results of rising costs. I talked about this last week, I know, but the subject is important. It's important enough to mention again, inflation destroys our standard of living. Therefore, that is what the president is doing, destroying our standard of living, rising fuel and food costs cannot be pushed immediately into the labor market, so the standard of living of people of normal means continues to fall. In addition, the future economic standing of the nation is threatened by increasing debt service, which must be covered through taxes. Taxes increase, as has my property, sewage, etc. taxes this year, but there's no corresponding increase in the work to pay them. In fact, business is so stagnant, thanks to the whisperer, no one must keep tightening the belt with each passing month. There is another aspect to paying people not to work that perhaps you have not considered. That is, that work has a freedom to it, a dignity to it that seems to be lost. On Democrat politicians, especially President Biden, apparently he wants people to become dependent on him and people like him to never rise above their dependent status. Independence of the people is a perpetual advantage for a nation. It fosters the ideas that made us great. It seems that more than 240 years of those ideals and the resultant success they produce are completely lost on this man or whoever is running this country. Protecting and nurturing independence of people to ensure a perpetual advantage for those people apparently does not have any votes. But I suppose giving money to those who refuse to work does buy a great many votes. Creating and fostering a nation of dependent people pays better 
in terms of votes than protecting independence. I just hope and pray on this Independence Day, even Democrat voters will see what this, the man from dementia, is doing to the nation. Okay, now, folks, I admit it, the man from dementia, that's pretty harsh. I normally would not make such a mockery of the President of the United States, but this President mocks himself. The jokes write themselves. Who's running this country, folks? Does it worry anyone besides me that the President's powers, including the power to launch nuclear weapons or to make undeclared war anywhere on this earth or in space anytime he wants to, all he has to do is give the order. That order in the hands of people whose names we don't even know. Maybe Jill runs the country because she certainly controls the president in his appearances and his movements in public. I still remember the photo of her behind the desk provided for him and her stating, quote, I'm preparing for the G7 meeting, end quote. She's also been given a diplomatic assignment to be conducted during the Summer Olympics in Japan. I've read that the real power is in the hands of Chief of Staff Ron Klain. He's also Biden's Chief of Staff when he was Vice President. Mr. Klain got an undergraduate degree from Georgetown and, of course, a law degree from Harvard. Where else? He came into government service under President Obama where he held the title of Ebola Coordinator. He was then appointed Chief of Staff to the Vice President. He has apparently been taking calls from foreign governments intended for the President. If President Biden did indeed choose Kamala Harris because he knew her to be weak, and therefore no threat to him. He got at least one thing right. However, I perceive her to be the scapegoat, to take media heat instead of Biden, who is off limits for the media. She is certainly weak, and one wonders how she was elected to the U.S. Senate, even in California. But the way she became Attorney General of the state of California is pretty obvious according to Democrat power worker Willie Brown. She gives me the impression she has nothing to offer, except that silly or insane, depending on your point of view, cackle when she's asked a tough question. She was probably assigned responsibility for the border to take the heat off Biden on an issue that is unsolvable by any Democrat. The border is hers now. She's certainly keeping the heat off the president by coming across as a totally incompetent and uncaring about anything person. She's so obviously unqualified, cannot make even a reasonable guess at what to do, that she might be scarier than the man from dementia. What a team these two make. They're supposed to be running the U.S. government. Again, I ask you folks, who has the launch codes and the nuclear football? We, the American people, should have a right to know who holds the power to start another world war. I used to wonder how long before the Democrat deep state machine removed this man as medically unable to serve and place the vice president in place as the new figurehead of power. But after seeing her in Guatemala and on the border, that's no longer my fear. Can you imagine Kamala Harris taking a call from Vladimir Putin with a warning about U.S. warships in the Black Sea or President Z with a warning that U.S. carrier battle groups were close to China and he was threatening Hawaii or some other state? The two of them represent the Democrat consensus to destroy Western civilization in which they apparently find nothing of value. The only things they see are racism, sexism, homophobia, colonialism, and inequality. They intend to put an end to those things as long as that doesn't inconvenience them or cost them any money. If their end costs the rest of us freedom 
and the ability to live a normal life, well, that's just too bad. With what will they replace Western civilization, folks? What will they use to replace it? 2,000 years in the making, give or take 500 years. Perhaps socialism will replace it. Socialism in the tradition of Lenin, Stalin, Paul Pot, and Castro, or perhaps Islamism in the Mullah tradition, or just plain totalitarianism as we see in China today, maybe some form of tribalism like they have in Somalia or the Central African Republic as prime examples. I think, folks, for my own guess, chaos will be the choice. It will be the result. Finally, folks, I know the Democrats are hell-bent on destroying my country and my way of life, but what are those elected Republicans doing about it? Just give us one more year, they say. Give us one more year, and then you'll be happy. Just one more year, and you'll be happy. We promise. Yes, those Republicans are brave warriors, all right, I'll bet. If they had been in the lead landing craft at Omaha Beach, the Germans would have surrendered within a week. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Till next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.